Hey, I'm excited that we have Carlos Rosales with us in the Convene Studios today here in California. He's been a dear friend of mine for the last few years, and he's a Convene chair and leader in Houston, Texas. But the more interesting part of his journey is that uh, he began to think about what if we could be 10 times better for Christ as he read through the book of Daniel. 10 times better, I think, is something we'd all like to be, but the news is it doesn't happen on our own power. It happens through the power of God. And are you excited about a book that you don't have to actually read cover to cover, but a book that you can read day by day by day? 10X for Christ has 52 weeks of four or five segments a day that you can say, who am I in Christ? Am I forgiven? How do I live the 10X life? And how do I finish well? So I'm excited that Carlos is going to come and talk to us about how he did that. And it might just save you some time because Carlos in in the intro to the book talks about how 50 years he kind of languished in this self-doubt zone until he figured out the way to push eject and catapult himself into the 10x life. So join me as we talk to Carlos Rosales. With nationwide capabilities, Ronald Blue Trust provides wealth management strategies and trust services based on biblical principles to help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. With over $9.5 billion of assets under management and advisement and a network of 14 branch offices, we serve approximately 9,000 clients in all 50 states through five distinct divisions and offer services across the wealth spectrum in these key areas. Financial retirement and estate planning, investment management and solutions, charitable giving strategies, personal trust and estate settlement services, bill paying services, family office services, business consulting services, institutional client services. For more information, please email info at ronblue.com. Have you ever felt God prompting you to share about Jesus? When that happens, do you get nervous or fear what they may say back? You're not alone. Everyone experiences fear, nervousness, or even anxiety when sharing the gospel. No one wants to be rejected. But did you also know that God asks us only to share? He will do the saving. At the Pocket Testament League, our why is to help Christians share Jesus and so save people from dying without knowing Jesus. We do this by helping people to simply offer the word of God in a non-threatening way, by offering a pocket-sized gospel of John. We know that God's word is powerful. Jesus and his words offer the best way for people to meet him, and at the end of the day, God does the work of salvation. Why should anyone listening care? People who listen to the Convene podcast think big. You think kingdom. You look for well-run organizations. You are results-oriented. You desire for God's kingdom to grow. You can help fulfill the Great Commission. Head to our website at ptl.org. We'd love to talk with you and share how we have helped thousands of business leaders use their influence and leadership to increase and expand the reach of God's kingdom. Carlos, it's great to have you here in the Convene Studios in California, and we're going to talk about this book that you wrote, 10X for Christ. I'm very excited about it. I'm so excited about it. I gave it to all of our Convene members, but you're a Convene leader, for those who don't know, uh, in Houston. I'm glad to be here, Greg. Thank you. Thanks for coming, getting up early this morning. You've been in business leadership roles for 35 years. You must be a little over 30. That's right. Certified professional leadership coach. You've worked in sales, 
management, product development, new market establishment. You are drawn to the concept of faith and business. I'm pretty excited about that because I am too. Your life mission, speaking truth into the lives of executives, which is not always something that happens. Encouraging and empowering, empowering them to be their best. And who would not want this in their life? You got to work with Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy. Right. Oh, my gosh. And now you've written your first book, 10X for Christ. And I remember the early days when we talked about it, but this is based on your life experiences and walk with Christ. That's and right. And your coaching experiences. And uh, so let's talk about it. Thanks well, for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much, Greg. And I'm just really excited not only to be able to have this conversation, but to share with the listeners to get to hear this afterwards. And, and you know, this whole journey for me was very, very exciting. Yeah. It took me about a year to get it get it going. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, a, a lot of times people will ask me, well, well, how did this come about? And actually, you're kind of responsible for it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'd ask me to Sorry. Do a, <laughs> you asked me to do a devotional at our first CAB meeting, uh-huh. which is an advisory board. And so I was doing a study on the book of Daniel. Yeah. And when I started looking at Daniel and, and really the, the whole message there, to me, it was, a, it was a, a message of how God protected these four young boys. He did. So if you think about this, there were four boys in captivity. They were, they were in, in Babylon, in mm-hmm. Babylon rather, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. Uh-huh. And they were chosen to serve on the king's court. But they decided not to take advantage of the festivities, if you will, or the rich food and wine, because they, would, they knew it would dishonor God and their Jewish custom. Right. So the guy was in charge and said, wait a minute. If you get sick, they're going to kill me, not you. And Daniel said, let's try it. But in Daniel 1.20, it basically says that after testing, they were 10 times wiser. Uh-huh. And that kind of started me thinking. Right. Uh-huh. So then the next part of that, if you read further in the book of Daniel, talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how they were ready and willing to face the fiery furnace. Right. Yeah. And their words were when the king said, if you don't bow to the statue, I'm going to throw you in the fiery furnace. Said, well, we're not going to change our mind. So go ahead. And that made him even angrier. They said, go ahead and throw us in the fiery furnace. God will deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow to the statue. Right. And then later on in the book, of course, Daniel has to face the lion's den for the same thing. So it occurred to me, and I started thinking about, why can't we, why can't you and I and all the people listening to this, why can't we live a bolder life for Christ? Why can't we stand up? Because I don't think anybody's been thrown in a fiery furnace in a long time. Yeah. Right? We're not going to have to face the lion's den. So how can we get more engaged and more emboldened to serve as a 10Xer and, and serve Christ? Yeah. I think it's so fascinating in those early chapters of Daniel 1 and 2 that a number of times, I think in Daniel 2, where it says that God caused the right. people to uh, see Daniel and his friends favorably. God caused them to have favor in the king's eyes. That's right. And I think a lot of business leaders today... You know, they look at this book and they say, wow, 10X for Christ. If I work harder, I can be better. That's right. But that's not what it says, no. is it? No, no. And that's exactly right. And and so what I try to do or I've, I've tried to do in writing is to change the paradigm a little bit. 10X for Christ doesn't necessarily mean 
you're going to be a CEO or a successful CEO. But what it does mean is that you're going to be more engaged in your walk with Christ. Uh-huh. One of the things that I've learned over my years in terms of my walk with Christ is it doesn't happen overnight. Right. You know, when I first became a Christian, I thought it was going to be like Moses coming off the mountaintop in the Ten Commandments, right? My hair was going to be white, and I'd have these stone tablets, uh-huh. and it would be all great. Yes. But the reality is it's a transformational journey. Mm-hmm. And as long as we stay connected to the Savior, we're going to continue to grow, but it's going to be transformational. And so I encourage people, don't give up in your walk and your pursuit, but make it a consistent pursuit. Yeah. One of the things I'm um, always a little jaundiced about in the world in the last 50 plus 75 years or so uh, is this sage on the stage concept that says we're going to get a famous person who's had a perfect life and they're going to get up and tell you three tips that if you do these things, you could be successful just like me. Mm-hmm. But that's not exactly your life, no, right? No. Your, your life had some uh, victories, had some defeats. And you say in the book... 50 years of self-doubt and insecurity. That's right. So talk about, could this uh, book, a 52-week interactive journey, actually maybe save somebody some time who might think, I got this wired? That's a perfect question, Greg, because yes, the answer to that is undoubtedly. 10X for Christ, is it, it's foundational in the sense that we're going to start from the beginning. What does it mean to be a 10Xer for Christ? first starts with understanding who we are in Christ and understanding our forgiveness. Yeah. Because too many times, like I did for most of my life, I carried this baggage around. And I was listening to other voices in my head instead of listening to the voice of Christ. So the first 10 weeks is all about accepting who we are in Christ, understanding our forgiveness, and, and how our, our sins are totally forgiven. The first section is called East to West. Uh-huh which means that our sins are forget it, separated that far, and we are new creations in Christ. Yeah. So yeah. accepting that, but, but, but like I said, it, it, it's not every day. I mean, you're going to wake up one day and say, yeah, but I did this or I did that. But the reality is when we begin to see ourselves in Christ, now that starts a transformation because we can recognize who we are and the value we have in Christ. Yeah. So you brought up the sort of... Um, beginning ideas of the outline of the book. It's basically a 52-week journey with five sections. Talk about that. The first one's forgiveness, and then there's more. There's more. And and, and again, let me just kind of touch on that for a minute. I think what what my goal, my my hope is when you finish that first 10 weeks, that you're going to begin to see yourself through the eyes of Christ. Mm -hmm. Because then we see it transforms everything. Yeah. And the voice we're going to listen to is not that negative voice but it's a it's a voice of of god speaking to us because Mm -hmm. every day monday through friday there's four verses that you can read there's some reflection time that my reflections but there's also encouragement to write some of your thoughts and each day is finished with a prayer so it's again it's that it's that discipline on a daily basis yeah that's the first 10 weeks uh again the verse Three additional verses. Correct. Your thoughts, a place to write your uh, reflections, and then and then a prayer. That's right. That's and right. so it's funny. I actually I talked to somebody this morning who said um, we were talking about the book, and you know how it is when you talk about a book with somebody, they they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't read it. It's yeah. on my shelf. I'm gonna get to it. I said, <laughs> look, 
you don't have to read this book like cover to cover. That's right. It's a year-long interactive journey. And he said, oh, I feel so much better. I'm going to pull it out. Great. Now, the other thing to keep in mind, it's not dated. In fact, I wrote a letter to my daughter recently and said, if you, if you miss a day, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, but think of it this way. You know how much I miss you, your way of college. Yeah. It's the way the father is. Yeah. He wants to hear from us. Yeah. He wants that interaction because yeah. he yearns to hear from us just like, like I, I do yearning for my daughter. So the second section deals with masterpiece. That's the title of the 10 weeks. And it's that whole concept, Greg, of you are God's unique creation. You mm -hmm. are a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we don't see ourselves that way. Yeah. So again, we've started with the forgiveness. We've started accepting ourselves, who we are in Christ, and then realizing that we are a royal priesthood. And that comes with responsibilities, but it's such a, a, a joy to be able to understand that. I think about sometimes if I'm a king's kid, how am I going to behave? Yeah. I, uh, gosh, a long time ago, 1982, I went to a seminar uh, put on by some pretty smart people in Phoenix, Arizona, and it was called Who Am I in Christ? And if you look back in history, there's a lot written about Who Am I in Christ? And a lot of people don't get that, right? Mm -hmm. They say, oh, I must be fill in the blank with a negative word. Right. But there's many, many things that God says that we are Absolutely. that we forget. Well, you know, and that's, that's a great point, Greg. And I think what we need to remember, these aren't just, the, the Bible isn't a, a, a book of ideas. It's God's promises. Mm -hmm. And if we can understand those promises, and that's why it's so important to start the day in, in the Bible and, and looking at the different verses that are there, the different scriptures, because it starts to kind of take over, if you will. So that thinking, it's a transformational thing, as I mentioned. So day by day, you're, you're, you're processing this, and it does become a, a gradual change. Yeah. I was reading uh, Psalm 119 this morning. Somebody okay. encouraged me to re-tackle that. And uh, I was circling all the obey words. Right. There's so many obey words in Psalm 119 that we should make sure we do what we hear. And my pastor likes to say, if you don't have a, a, a notebook and a pen when you're reading the Bible, you're not really studying so I started circling all these obey words, and I realized that Psalm 119 is a lot about God's word is something we should obey, not Amen. just something we do. We don't just read Psalm, say, 23 and say, oh, isn't that nice? Yes. Isn't right. that nice? Right. So keep going with the abundance section, maybe. The abundance is, is the next session. It, again, it's 10 weeks and 10 X for Christ. And what that deals with is understanding what an abundant life means. You know, Christ says, I've come that you have, might have life and have it more abundantly. So mm -hmm. what does he mean by that? Does it mean mm -hmm. you're going to be rich? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But it, to me, it's experiencing true joy every day in your life because you're walking with the Savior. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked me recently, uh, do you have goals? And I said, yeah, I have goals. But you know what the most important goal I have? is to remain at the center of God's will and focus on what he has for me in my life because everything else will come, fall into place. I don't have to worry about my work. I don't have to worry about my family because I'm centering on what God wants for me and my purpose. Yeah. So that's what, to me, abundant life is all about. It's not what's in your bank account, 
but the joy and the fulfillment you have in recognizing your relationship with Christ. Yeah, and uh, my son's pastor that he reports to, Matt Canlis, likes to say, what's our first job? To okay. be a child of God. Amen. Right, Amen. to be a child of God. Amen. So. so for me, what I see happening through this transformational journey, by the time you're in week, the third section, when you're in mm-hmm. 30, week 30, you're starting to develop this, this, this excitement, this love, for spending time in God's Word because now God is starting to speak to you. And not that He didn't right. in the beginning, right. but you're developing that sensitivity. Right. So I'm, I realize I'm forgiven. My sins are as far as the East is from the West. Right. Uh, one song of a long time ago says, uh, I've taken your sins and put them in the sea of forgetfulness, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and then we're who you are in Christ. Right. And then we should live an abundant life. Now to the title section 10X. 10X. Talk about that. So what that simply means is to examine our lives. One, one of the things I, I fail to mention is week one is a starting point. So it's kind of take an inventory. Mm-hmm. And then you do the 50 weeks and then uh, 51 then. 52 is an action plan. But 10X to me is now to taking these components we've already talked about, the forgiveness, the abundance, and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and starting to live as a 10Xer. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? So what I think about when I think of that is it gets back to some of that abundance, some of that joy, but it also begins to, how are we sharing with other people? Mm-hmm. Are we getting out there? Are we, are we getting off the bench is what I like to say. Mm-hmm. I'm getting off the bench. I'm getting in the game. Mm-hmm. Next section, finish well. Finish well. Uh, I think it's Howard Hendricks at Dallas Seminary did a study on this and said that that's not something we all do very well. We... We think, uh, you know, career peak, right? And then go golfing, but you're talking about how we should finish well. Tell us about that. Well, part of that is continuing your training, and so what I encourage people to do is not only do you spend time in the Word, but a good devotional like this one and others, uh, a Bible study, that sort of thing, and that's part of the finishing strong because you're staying connected with other believers, you're learning. Are you teaching? Are you sharing what you've learned with others? So you're building discipleship mm-hmm. and disciples. And to me, the end goal, as Stephen Covey would be would say, we want to begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. What is that? For one day, for each one of us to hear those words, it says, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what finishing well is all about. Yeah, It's focusing on that and knowing that someday I'm going to stand before Christ and I'm going to be able to say and hear those words. Yeah, yeah, and that's exciting for me. Well, how about uh, some things that would be sort of tips, tricks, and tools uh, if I were to kind of peek inside what you would hope for somebody going on this journey? What would you hope that they might come away with? Well, I think the biggest thing, Greg, is to recognize that it's it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in our society, it's everything instant gratification, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the deeper we walk with Christ, the more it becomes something we yearn for, but it doesn't happen overnight. As you and I both know, we've been students of the Word, we've been believers for a long time, but every day. So what I would say is that, A, understand the principles we're talking about here, the whole idea of forgiveness, abundance, and who we are in Christ, and then practice every day. Stay mm-hmm. in the Word every day mm-hmm. and so you're getting that fulfillment and then acting upon that. Mm-hmm. Really really looking at where you're going kind of thing. Set some objectives. That's part of the last week is to set an action plan. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're staying guarded, if you will, 
mm-hmm. staying in the word, practicing it daily, understanding who you are in Christ, listening to his voice rather than other people. Because mm-hmm. you're always going to have naysayers, you're going to have negative people that are going to say, Greg, you really can't do that. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we need not listen to those voices. We need to be grounded well in the word. And, yeah. and here's the other thing. is It doesn't matter where you are, okay? You could be a, working on a factory floor, you could be a CEO, or you could be at, at anywhere in between. God has a purpose for you. So that's part of this transformational journey is to really begin to understand what is my calling. And it could start in your family. It could start in your community. It could start in your church. It could be mm-hmm. in your business. But the reality is what I believe God wants for us is to be transformed and then go about transforming other people. Mm. Well, if somebody uh, were to look at the culture today, I think it's not too far of a stretch to say that maybe the culture is running a little bit more away from God than to God. Religious freedoms under attack. That's if right. you um, talk about faith at work, that may be not the best choice. Uh, there's an attack on faith, an mm-hmm. attack on belief, attack in college and university campuses of students, and it's not necessarily a free place to share your ideas. What would you say to somebody if they wanted to obey and honor God like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and, and uh, Daniel did 2,600 years ago? What are some thoughts? Well, I think you'd, you, have to, you have to do what Christ commanded us, right? And so that is to share your thought, not mm-hmm. to be bold. To, to, maybe it does mean persecution. Maybe it does mean criticism. But does that mean you're supposed to compromise your faith because somebody's going to criticize you? And so I, I believe that what that means for me is maybe not, you know, you can't be a person who walks around with your Bible and slaps everybody on the side of the head. But first of all, we need to live a life that's exemplary. Mm-hmm. And then we need to share our faith when we can. Now, there are certain circumstances I know where, you know, people might get fired or whatever the case may be. They can't because they'll get a bad grade in on campus. But they still have opportunities to let their light shine. Mm-hmm. We're called to be salt and light. How do we do that every day? Mm-hmm. But the key is not to get discouraged and always look for new opportunities mm-hmm. because they're going to be there. Regardless of the circumstances, sometimes just who you are in the workplace is going to be a witness to somebody to say, you know, Greg, there's something different about you, and I really want to know what that is mm-hmm. because you have this joy that surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. You have this peace about you. Mm-hmm. I want that. Do you have a favorite part of uh, the journey of writing and something that came out and you said, oh, I really like how that came out? Well, uh, first of all, I got to share with you that when I first got the calling to write the devotional, I was like Moses. Yeah. You know, you've got the wrong guy here. Mm -hmm. But I think the the, the most incredible thing, two things that have happened, Greg, is I now have begun to see myself through the eyes of Jesus and so it's transformational in that sense. I don't have to worry about the, the baggage. You know, we all have this backpack we carry of all our junk. That's all gone. Mm. And the second thing is it develops such a joy for me. Every day I look forward to being in the Word and seeing what God's got in store for me. Mm-hmm. So it just it's fascinating. Those are probably the two biggest things that mm-hmm. have happened for me. So at the end of the 52-week journey... Someone, or at the beginning, I guess, can take an assessment. Can you talk, true. tell us about that? Well, it's an assessment. Basically, it's, it, it's a free assessment on the website, 10x.org, uh, 10xforchrist.org, excuse me. And what it does, it lets you kind of grade yourself, if you will, 
on what we believe are the 10 principles, if you will, of walking with Christ. For example, one of the questions is, do you measure your success by money or your relationship with Christ? Mm -hmm. That is, a, is one you would score yourself on. After you take the, uh, the assessment, you'll get a, a score. As You know, you could be a zero or you could be a hundred, obviously. And uh, then when you take the assessment, you'll get a code to be able to order the book at 40% off the retail price. Okay. And if somebody wanted to schedule you to speak at one of their events, would you be available? I would absolutely love that. Yeah. Because to me, it's all about taking this message and transforming and helping people be transformed by, by Christ. Uh -huh. So that's also you can schedule on 10x or Christ.org. And the number is not spelled out. It's just 10x4, the number 4, Christ.org. Great. Well, I'm really grateful that you came by today, and I'm excited that you wrote this book. And um, 10x is something that is something that seems like hard to imagine that we could get to that place. But I think, as you share in the book, when that comes from the hand of God mm -hmm. and not from the work of our hands, we get to a great place. So thanks for writing it. Thanks for coming in the studio. And we look forward to what God will do with this resource. Amen. Well, thank you so much for having me, Greg. Thanks.